0: Hi, I'm Jeff Walters, and welcome to The Minutes. And thanks for listening today. It's great to have you along on The Minutes for the week of January the 8th, 2024. This is a City of Thunder Bay podcast. The Minutes takes a look at what happened at Thunder Bay City Council this week. On this episode, we'll have a rundown of what happened on Monday and a couple of feature interviews to start off our podcast. That includes Kayla Dixon, the Director of Engineering, to talk about traffic light synchronization and a discussion with City Manager Norm Gale, who announced his retirement this week. We'll have those interviews in just a couple of minutes. But first, Council approved a contract for just under a million dollars to renovate both City Hall and the Whalen Building. The renovations are so the Finance Department can move to the Whalen Building and then free up space for the Legal Services Department to move within City Hall. There will also be some electrical and mechanical work done in City Hall as well. Council originally made the decision to move the departments around in August of 2022. Council received the updated drinking water financial plan on Monday, The plan shows how the water system will remain financially sustainable into the future, taking into account the use of water, operational costs, and future capital costs. The plan was previously updated in 2018, and there have been some changes since that time. On a financial basis, the total expenses increased by 19% over that time, mainly because of insurance, higher purchase services, and the restoration of utility cuts. Now the water utility is on track to be financially independent and that means that your water bills pay for the entire water system. Over the next 20 or so years, $394 million in capital spending will be required to keep the water system up to date. This includes $25 million over the next 20 years to replace lead service lines. Now total expenditures are about $40 million this year for waterworks and they will fluctuate and they'll increase to over $60 million by 2042. This includes operating expenses and capital costs, as well as debt repayment and interest charges. Now, capital costs are expected to eventually decrease as well. The plan does see water consumption growing by less than 1% a year until 2027, and then it's going to remain stable until 2042. Water revenues for this year were $34 million, and the reserve fund for Waterworks is just over $20 million, In the future, though, rates are forecasted to increase by 3% from 2025 to 2028, 2.5% from 2029 to 2037, and then 1.9% after that. And here are some of the infrastructure statistics when it comes to water services in Thunder Bay. There's 723 kilometers of water lines, four reservoirs, seven pump stations, and nearly 38,000 service connections. A resolution from Councillor Michael Zassino got a green light on Monday night. The request was to look again at the installation of red light cameras. The issue was previously brought to Council in 2021. Administration will report back on the costs, the timelines, potential revenues, and recommended locations for the cameras. Many Councillors spoke about how this is the right time to again look at red light cameras. The report will go back to Council at the end of October Director of Engineering Kayla Dixon will join me in just a couple of minutes to speak more about the red light camera program. People who live at Pioneer Ridge, the city's home for the age, could see a different model of care in the future. The new butterfly model would move away from an institutional and medical style base of care to having a focus on a home-like environment, better relationships between staff, continuous improvement on the quality of care, and allowing staff to better respond to the needs of the people living at the home. Council approved spending $133,000 to help implement the new model of care and also audit how the home is doing after six months. The butterfly model, as it's called, has been used across Canada for more than seven years. Changing how care is given at Pioneer Ridge was identified in the City's Programme Service Review back in 2020. And that's a wrap as to what happened at Council this week. For more information on anything that happens at Council, please visit our website, thunderbay.ca slash council. It's something that my three-year-old even tells me from the back seat. You've got to stop at a red light. It's an issue throughout Thunder Bay and the world, with drivers running through red lights. Three years ago, the concept of bringing red light cameras to Thunder Bay was voted down by Council at that time, and now Councilor Mike Rosasino wants the city to look at this again, and Council gave its approval to introducing red light cameras, potentially, in Thunder Bay. Kayla Dixon is the Director of Engineering with the city, and she joins me now in the Minutes studio. Kayla, thanks for coming in today.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm glad that you could make it in today. So, so what exactly are red light cameras? So basically red light cameras are an automated enforcement uh, process where as a vehicle approaches a traffic intersection, if the lights have turned red, um, the traffic controller communicates to the cameras when that happens and pictures are taken then of vehicles um, as they're proceeding into the intersection, past the red, and then in the intersection. Um, And basically that information then is uh, transmitted to a joint processing center where the information is confirmed by a a police officer, uh, and uh, and then a ticket can be issued. Okay, so someone physically looks at the picture before... A ticket is issued, or, or something happens. That's
0: correct. Okay, I, I know that uh, you know we mentioned right away that this was looked at before. Uh, I, I guess you know what kind of what kind of reaction was given three years ago?
1: Yeah. So council was uh, partially supportive. Certainly, it's a road safety initiative, and they were interested in that. But they did also feel that there was some frustration with drivers within the city um, that lights were not synced at the time, and there was um, issues where. You know, you'd be on a main inter, or a main arterial, and you would have to stop for a light that there was no one uh, waiting to, to enter the intersection. So um, that was certainly one of the reasons that council uh, didn't approve it. They also did mention that there's an investment that's required by the city um, in order to implement the, the program, and they were wondering if they were going to make that... Uh investment back.
0: I know that you've looked at this before, obviously, these red light cameras. What what intersections were highlighted before? What kind of intersections were highlighted before?
1: Um, So we had looked at uh, traffic uh, collisions in the past and basically... reviewed those and identified where we see the the T-bone, the, the right-angle collisions, um, and those were the ones that were the focus.
0: So three years ago, uh, this was voted down, and then kind of traffic light synchronization became the priority. Uh, I guess, where are we when it comes to the synchronization project?
1: Right, so we've been dealing with communications to some of our intersections right now um, for the last couple of years, so identifying uh, where we need to update that to fiber connections Um, and right now we had an RFP out on the street um, at the end of 23 to look at updating the software um, that's required to run the uh, the automated traffic management system and so now we'll be meeting with uh, that vendor and getting that together so that probably by the third quarter end of this year for sure we'll have three corridors that will be uh, synchronized. They'll have uh, the traffic software and the communication and the controllers there.
0: And what in and what routes, I guess, are those? People are going to be excited about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we're looking at um, some major east-west corridors. We've got Arthur Street, Harbor Expressway, and uh, Red River Road. Not memorial yet? Not memorial yet. So then we'll be moving into the north-south corridors after we do those.
0: Kayla Ditson, she is the Director of Engineering with the City, and she joined me here in the Minute Studio. A bit of a surprise to start off Thunder Bay City Council on Monday night. City Manager Norm Gale announced he was going to retire at the end of June. Gale has been the City Manager for eight years, the longest-serving City Manager in Thunder Bay's history... And to talk about his decision and what it means for Thunder Bay, Norm Gale joins me in the Minute studio. Norm, thanks for coming in today.
2: Happy to do this, Jeff. Good to see you. Yeah,
0: good to see you too. Thank you very much. This feels, you know, like maybe something I would have done a couple of years ago with you in a different <laughs> setting.
2: <laughs> yes, indeed. I remember those days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Uh, so first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, why the decision to retire? Uh, y-
2: you know, it's time. I think one of the most important tricks of leadership is knowing when to leave, knowing when to go. My career in public service has been for 40 years now and in different roles and different fashions. And uh, with eight years now today as city manager and almost nine when I leave, um, I think it's time to uh, to relax a little bit more and uh, with with great gratitude to the opportunities that I've had.
0: Now, you still have six months to go before you leave your office for the last time and you you close the door. What are you hoping to accomplish in that next six months?
2: My last day as city manager will be on the 28th of June, Uh, so six months from now. And I intend to work very hard until the very last day. And there are some big things that uh, together we need to get done. That includes the 2024 budget, uh, includes delivering on the... uh, 2023 to 27 strategic plan um, and positioning the city of thunder bay as best we can for more homes and more houses also there's the job of running the corporation which in itself is a full-time job and then finally transitioning uh, to a new city manager where while I will not be involved in the recruiting and selection process, I do hope to help city council and administration in the transition and ho- and help whoever the next city manager might be.
0: I know you still have six months to go, and you've got mm-hmm. lots of things that you want to get done in that time. Uh, but of course, everyone always asks the reflection question. So yeah. if you were to pick just, just two items, we'll say, over your tenure, what would you think are, are your two major accomplishments? Uh, that's tough, um, and I have not really had time to think
2: about that I'll have over the next six months I'll reflect on that and the decision uh Michelle and I came to was actually just last month it's very recent uh but two things come to mind the first one is the pandemic and how that affected us and how that affected the community and everybody we were not it, it had a profound impact on us but we weren't alone but more importantly what I truly value is relationships Uh, Our work together with elected officials, with the executive management team, my colleagues, and the people who work for the city of Thunder Bay, delivering programs and services that really matter to people. Everyone here, over 2,000 people, no matter what they do, no matter where they work, touch the lives of everybody in the city. And uh, I appreciate them, and I appreciate that.
0: No, we said uh, six months yeah. a bit of time to get things accomplished. You also can't accomplish all that much. Sometimes it's six months. What are a couple of things that you're, you're going to have to leave on the table that you, you won't be able to wrap up?
2: One of, uh, one of the things I think about is um, what was not done and what we couldn't get done during the pandemic. What was left on the table. Uh, and, you know, when I go away, that will always be on my mind is what could have happened? What might have happened? had there not been a pandemic. Everybody can say that because a pandemic affected everybody and every organization. But but for me, that's what I'll walk walk away from and, and lament. Hmm.
0: Anything specific that you'd like to see accomplished, though, in, in, in six months that uh, might be difficult to, to wrap up?
2: Oh, boy, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure.
0: That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't give you the que- see. It just proves I didn't give you the questions in advance. No, coming
2: so. in cold. That's okay. Yeah, uh,
0: but professionally, though, you know, you were a civil servant for mm-hmm. for you know for four decades, uh, a paramedic yeah. at one point in your life. How did you wind up being the city manager?
2: There was no plan. I had no designs on being the city manager. <laughs> it, I, it never occurred to me until, you know, when my predecessor Tim Camisso, left, and actually when he made his announcement. I, uh, I, I read it in an email. We knew it was coming, but I read it in an email and I thought, okay, who's my next boss going to be? It, so there was no plan. And that includes being paramedic chief. For me, it was just a matter of, uh, um, progressively senior leadership positions and, and responsibilities. It evolved over time, step-by-step. Step. There was no grand plan. And, uh, and really there's I think this is important. There's there's no path to becoming a city manager. There's no career plan to becoming a city manager. Uh, and I'm unique in Ontario. I think I'm the first city manager in Ontario to come from emergency services. So certainly my path was not usual, was not normal. Uh, and I hope that inspires people because people can become the city manager.
0: Do you think that that's, um The outlook that you had, you know, kind of the way that you thought working in emergency services maybe shaped what you did a little bit differently?
2: Absolutely. You know, I'm not the person I am without my Army experience, and I'm not the person I am without my paramedic experience, and I'm not the person I am without mentors and the people that I've worked with. Those were all formative uh, in my career.
0: You've got six months to plan. Mm. Uh, When we get to June 29th, what are you doing?
2: Uh, this morning I woke up and it feels weird. Uh, and on June 29th, I don't know. I do know this. I'm not leaving Thunder Bay. We came here when I was a young teenager in 1981 from Cape Breton. And uh, I, I grew up in Thunder Bay. My family, I, uh, my wife is from Thunder Bay. My kids were born here. I went to school here. I worked here. This is my hometown. We're not leaving. And uh, I'm not moving on to a different job. There is nothing, I'm not applying for another executive job in the city. Uh, I'm going to retire, but I do hope to contribute to our community in different ways, ways that that excite me and that are fun. So I, I will continue, hopefully, if I'm able and permitted to continue to contribute to Thunder Bay.
0: I think you have some time to uh, maybe do on some extra pipe band parades this time, Norm.
2: <laughs> That's exciting, too. It gives me more time to practice and <laughs> maybe get a little bit better. <laughs> there we go. Well, Norm, I, I really appreciate you coming in today. Thank yes, you very much. It's my pleasure, Jeff. Thank you.
0: Norm Dale, the city manager here in Thunder Bay, for another six or so months, he announced at council this week that he would be retiring at the end of June. A big thanks for listening to The Minutes this week. Of course, if you want more information about City Council, agendas, or minutes, visit thunderbay.ca slash council. And if you want to listen to future episodes, maybe provide some feedback, visit thunderbay.ca slash The Minutes. You can also find The Minutes wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple, Google, and Amazon podcasts, along with Spotify, plus our website as well. I'm Jeff Walters. Thanks for listening this week. We'll chat again next week. Make it a great day.